Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome back into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the practice report. It is brought to you by Buyers Auto. A little bit of a skeleton crew in here. We're going to make the best oh, of it. we got the replacements, huh? Hey, Tim May, Zach Carpenter hanging out with me. I'm Austin Ward. It's the off date. Spencer Holbrook getting a, you know, a little tweak. You got to yep. get healthy and refreshed. And maybe hey, it's, have a, it's an idle week for a lot of people around. <laughs> He's getting a tweak between here. cheek and gum. And we'll, yeah. have, uh, we'll have Berm back next week when he gets uh, through his situation. And everybody, you, you rest, recharge a little bit. Uh, not, you know, Haskell Garrett trying to get healthy. Terry Combs continuing to light a fire under the rest of the Buckeyes. And, and then they'll have a little bit of a, a lighter weekend for them as practice Tuesday, practice Wednesday, early practice Thursday, and then a little bit of an off date, uh, kick their feet up a little bit, and pretty normal stuff there, Zach. Yeah, I mean, first of all, what I wanted to mention is I, my name is back to being Zach oh, yeah, Carpenter this like, time for Letterman Row. We did right? get that. We got that. That's a mid-season adjustment. Jerry Emig, he, he came over and asked me what Nick's last name was, and I said, well, let's start with Zach. <laughs> Let's get that Let's right. Get the first so we're right. going to make improvements as we go along, and you're you're rounding into form. Right. So that was the that was the obviously the biggest takeaway for me from this for this practice report. That's key. The other is yeah, uh, we talked about the health of uh, like guys like Tyreek Smith, Cam Brown. Um, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Munford, just the extra week, how it can help him. Bobby Carpenter on Lairman Live talked uh, yesterday about how even with a C- guy like C.J. Stroud, yes, he's fully healthy, but that extra week in the middle of the season can really pay off for him. Yeah. So I think we're going to see that too. Yeah, and you want to see Haskell Garrett return to form. You know, uh, they don't want to push it, I don't think. But uh, the bottom line is uh, a lot of people left that game wondering what his prognosis was long term. I understand this, this off week came at a great time for him. It looked like a knee kind of situation. He's probably dealing with her, some kind of lower leg thing, and uh, and we'll see where that goes. But, yeah, that guy is sort of the pulse uh, for another term of that defense uh, right now, in my opinion. And uh, to get him back close to 100% would be huge. Yeah, I don't expect Tasco Garrett will be, uh, as you said, pushed at all, uh, trying to get that leg healthy. He'd been dealing with that a little bit, obviously able to play through it in the weeks leading up to that and just – you know, pushed over the edge a little yeah. bit against Maryland. Uh, you know, the word that they used there was hopeful for next week. Yeah. Uh, so that's obviously not definite, but Ryan Day doesn't give specifics about injury information generally anyway. The same was applied to Cam Brown. 
that was obviously an upper body situation near inside the helmet perhaps yeah above the um, shoulders above the situation shoulders. which narrows uh, it down a little bit woozy <laughs> as, as i mentioned after talking to him after the game and it just it, i really feel bad for cameron brown just yeah. one thing after the other with this guy you know we've seen when he's healthy uh, what he can do to elevate the ohio state defensive cornerback yeah. and really that speed athleticism he's a special uh, a special athlete yeah and you know would really help ohio state but it's just go from the Achilles to then a knee setback uh, in training camp early in the season and now this. So I don't expect that he will practice this week as he goes through you know, some of that upper body evaluation uh, into next week. And, and it's, it's funny how Seven Banks finally starting to get fully healthy. Yeah. Cam Brown then and, suffers the injury. It's like, you know, hey, canceling it's, it's each other a, out type of Yeah, deal. an even, even Steven situation. And then Tyreek Smith, we saw him go through pregame warm-ups on Saturday. He was a game-time decision, and it looked like he was getting ready to go didn't wind up getting the, the full nod to go through that game against Maryland, but certainly now after three weeks and then an off week, you would think that that you know, veteran defensive end will be back in the mix. So <laughs> Ohio State's got a bunch of these young guys' reps, and then you're going to add in potentially a, a healthy Haskell Garrett, Cam Brown, Tyreek Smith, their month for getting a week for his foot. I mean, this team should come back even stronger. Yeah. Wait, there might not be someone who needs that extra week off more than Tyreek Smith. I mean, yeah. we're waiting for that. That, that, that explosion from him to really bring another dynamic to the pass rush. So I don't know. I don't know if we're thinking that he after this week maybe he could come back with a little bit of a, a vengeance and then just add, like you said, depth to that unit. That's pretty. I know one thing. Guys. I would never want to go on a jungle trip with Tyreek Smith because he is about as snake bit as you get. You know what I mean? I mean, well, just a competition uh, between he and Cam Brown, unfortunately. Exactly. I mean, it, it's crazy, and uh, and everybody's seen that flash from him. And like you just pointed out, I mean, the cavalry could be coming over the hill. Uh, for Ohio State in the, in the form of, we talk about it on my podcast, in the form of these upperclassmen, but is it going to stumble coming down the hill? You know I mean? That's what you always got to worry about, about the cavalry. But it is amazing how they could get a real in, influx of, uh, of, of help down the, down the stretch with those kind of guys. Well, and I think that it, maybe it's not worth a reminder, maybe it is, that the Tyreek Smith that played against Cincinnati was the version that was promised. And then he had, you know, had the COVID positive test couldn't play in the national championship game. The first couple of weeks, Ohio State didn't have the pass rush that they were expecting. He's not, you know, obviously solely to blame for yeah, that. Yeah, you said Cincinnati, you yeah, meant Clemson. Clemson. Yeah, oh, Clemson. Oh, they both start with a C. They are very close. Uh, I, Cincinnati on the brain. Cincinnati might have been better in that game than Clemson was, <laughs> well, but go ahead. I'm glad you two are here to correct me and Ed yeah. in real time because that's obviously. I was just going to let you that's roll that's and a, yeah. bury yourself. That's a pretty big difference. Uh, <laughs> no, I am glad that we got that straight out. Against Clemson, yeah. the version yeah. that was promised, that probably didn't make a lot of sense. Anyway, it hasn't. He hasn't found that form. Neither really has Zach Harrison and uh, Javante Jean-Baptiste are starting to show signs of that. But it, the point is, once you get him ready to go and you know, the clock is ticking, the window is shrinking for him to prove that he can be the first-round pick that he's always wanted to be. So get a clean bill of health and go get but it. But isn't it amazing how good he is when he's healthy? I yeah. mean, that's what sticks out to me about him. It's like, but man, just uh, it's kind of like Jadavion Clowney on the pro level. I mean, you know, he gets going and then boom, he gets banged up and stuff. But uh, wasn't his first career sack against Cincinnati? Maybe that's but, yeah. That, I think it's professional. Yeah. Something there's about. something working <laughs> yeah. in your brain right now. I can't yeah. put my finger on yeah, it. That's, but that's maybe what it was. It, you talk about those guys. <laughs> uh, me and Berm, obviously, we cover it from the recruiting side, and um, I know not everyone out there follows recruiting as closely as, as me and him do, but. They originally, Ohio State was searching to sign, uh, to sign five uh, defensive linemen in the 2022 class. And then after the first six, seven weeks of the season, it's like, all right, well, maybe that number needs to be three because guys like Tyreek Smith and Javante Jean-Baptiste and Zach Harrison haven't had that breakout necessarily that we were expecting. So 
this is like you and said, it's, it's time. Yeah, yeah it, it's it, it's time, like you said, for uh, once he gets healthy, this is he will he should be fully healthy once he gets yeah. back. You, you expect that to kind of be hey, like the last go round. You know and not I mean? only that, but with the NIL name, image, and likeness situation, if you don't get drafted real high, you might be able to make as much money your next year in college as you might make as a as a rookie making the minimums in the in the NFL. I mean, there's all kinds of like dynamics involved here. You can definitely close the gap yeah. a little bit. Yes, you can. Uh, and, and, and speaking of that defense and improvement down the stretch, uh, Kerry Combs, if you have not yet watched uh, his, I called it a sermon, it was as passionate a speech as you'll ever see in front of the media in that team room. Obviously, that's pretty common for the players to hear that, but you see why Kerry Combs has talked about the way he is by the rest of the coaching staff, by uh, the Buckeyes themselves, why he was given a game ball on Saturday. He went through, uh, and Tim, you've known him uh, yeah. as long as I have or longer. So I'll start with you here, but you, you know, that's a glimpse at who Kerry Combs is. He was under fire a month ago with good reason. Yeah. Ohio State had to fix things on defense, and he was aware of that. They made an adjustment. It was not easy, and there's certainly an opportunity to want to sabotage the rest of the things or bring people down, or, as he said, kick the can to somebody else or, or whatever else. But he's accepted his role, not thrilled about it, but trying to find any way that he can to continue to help Ohio State uh, for the rest of the season. And it was about as impressive as you're going to hear, I think. Number one, everybody works for somebody. That's what you find out, you know. But number two, I got goosebumps while he was talking there for a while, just because this is a guy who always speaks from his heart. I mean, at least it feels like it. And, uh, and for him to lay it out, including later in the day, for him to lay out, yeah, that when, when the first, when the big change came down after the Oregon game, yeah, you know, there was that, there was that one morning when I woke up yeah. and went, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, things have changed here. I really want to be a part of this, you know. But he quickly snapped out of it because, like he talked about, you're always talking to these players all the time about dealing with adversity, rolling with the punches. If you get sent down to second team, that doesn't mean the 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 day is over for you. The week is the year is over for you. You jump back. He goes, if I don't come back with the same kind of attitude. I'm a hypocrite, yeah. and he's exactly hit the nail on the head. And uh, you know, reminded me. Um, I don't know why I did, but I'm sitting here thinking uh, when John Makovic got got hired at, at Texas from Illinois as the head coach. John Cooper walking through the building. John Cooper called me. He goes, oh, Tim, what do you think about this John Makovic hiring by Texas? I said, I think he's a nice piece of furniture, but he's going to be in the lo wrong living room. <laughs> and he laughed, and I go, well, but you know, sometimes the jobs just don't mesh. Yeah. With, with what you, what you, with what you bring to the table, at least at that moment in time, and Ryan Day acted quickly to get some things figured out. And Kerry Combs, who was once a head coach in high school, understands that dynamic. Doesn't mean you always agree with it, but you work for this guy. And like he said, he loves his his boss, which is who is Ryan Day. And uh, I just think it was really, we've been waiting for several weeks to talk to him. You and I both went up to him and talked to him briefly after he got the game ball on Saturday. Yeah while he was picking out his pizzas, <laughs> uh, you know, and he was as effervescent and as, I don't know, as calm and cool a guy as, as we've always known, appreciated the thoughts and stuff. Yeah. But you know this has been tough for him. And, uh, and to roll with that punch and then see this defense now making its climb up the hill, I think is, all of that's in, is refreshing. And that's uh, something that Zach has talked about as well, like the how is Ohio State juggling this with the recruiting process and asking questions about who's doing what and what Matt Barnes is doing and why Kerry Combs is upstairs and this, that, and the other. I think it's worth 
another reminder that somebody like Denzel Burke would not be at Ohio State were it not for Kerry Combs. So he's going to continue building relationships. He's going to take that energy on to, I don't know, wherever, wherever he's going to be on Friday yeah. or wherever he was yesterday. doesn't matter. He's he's not going to suddenly stop being a key component there. It's that energy, too. I think that kind of shined through. I mean, you're talking about things that reminds you. It reminded me that I was like watching Braveheart or any given Sunday or something. And it's just like this impassioned speech. And you could yeah. tell that he obviously he knew he was going to be asked and he knew exactly how he wanted to answer it. And I mean, it came off as as professional as you can. And he spent those two years in the NFL. I'm sure that before that, he probably would have answered something like that in the past in the fashion that he did. But I mean, it was as professional as you as you can expect from him. And I mean, he, he talks. We always talk about how Kerry Combs leads Scarlet and Gray, like leads this program. And I think you saw that shine through today with some of the things he was saying. And what's very interesting to me is uh, like um, like you were mentioning um, when I asked Ryan Day about how things were going with Matt Barnes, Kerry Combs dynamic, Kerry kind of reiterated that again today. He's not going to stop recruiting for this <laughs> for this team. That's like I, yeah. I, I that's just not in his blood to stop doing that. I think that's like that might be his favorite part of the job, other right. than like being in the in the athletic uh, facilities with the with the current team. So I mean, you had a big visitor again, the recruiting side of it. Massive five-star cornerback visitor this weekend, and AJ Harris and. I talked to him last night, and he's like, I love seeing uh, Coach Combs and, like, his family and just sort of the passion he has for this program. So yeah. it's not going to stop anytime soon, even yeah. if he does take a, a back seat. You know what I mean? And none of this is meant to take the spotlight away from Matt Barnes, who has certainly earned it and done a great job calling the defense over the last four weeks. I think it's pretty clear that you can see a different level of aggression, some better, you know, Tim, you've, you've written and talked about the mix of coverages and the things that they're doing defensively. Yeah. You can see that having an impact. Al Washington, like, I'm not trying to solely put the focus on Kerry Combs. It's an interesting story. That's why we're talking about it. But you know, all of them have done a fantastic job. Larry Johnson, I think, was just assumed that the pass rush would eventually come around and get stronger, and it has. Obviously, none of this is a, is completely done at this point. But Al Washington, I think, you also have to say that unit has been one of the most improved, if not the most improved, on the team. So, all of them have had to accept a role that four months ago, or excuse me, four weeks ago, or even four months ago, they wouldn't yeah. have been expecting. This thing has gone through a pretty significant change, and Kerry Combs has had more of that change than anybody else. Yeah, and you know, real quick before I talk about that part, I want to say what really stood out to me about Kerry Combs was he talked about moving to the press box, which is the the antithesis of what he's all about. Yeah. Like he said, it's all about hugging players, coming off the field, looking in their <laughs> eyes, and things like that, but it's really opened his eyes to seeing the big picture. And I think he's given them good feedback on what he's seeing from the press box, et cetera, which is huge in a game. And uh, cause you know, you, bad information in, bad information out. You know, I think they're getting good information from up top with him and the other coaches up there. Uh, with that said, man, I was just sitting there during this press conference today too. And I was thinking, has there, we're looking at the defensive secondary and the kind of the changes it's gone through uh, personnel wise, but has there been more of a blender going on than what's been going on at linebacker with this team since the start of camp till now, losing two guys, uh, et cetera, uh, having guys get banged up, and, et cetera. Some guys not playing up maybe to where you thought they were going to play. And all of a sudden, still Chambers stepping in, and he's looking like a very viable part of this of the linebacker group. I just think it's been a really curious uh, uh, 
experiment to watch. I mean, and it's still in process. Yeah. It's something I'm so happy you uh, segued into steel chambers. Cause that was like one of the cool takeaways. What did he say? Kerry Combs said that steel chambers, he sees and he goes, yeah. that quote. Yeah. And I mean, watching steel chambers, his transformation from fourth string running back to he's in the running for the best linebacker on the team now by season's end. I mean, it's going to be it, him and Cody Simon are in that little race, I think. I mean, just, just watching him on Some things on are film, undeniable. He's, well, go ahead. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. aggressive. He's fast. He's instinctual. And he, I mean, he's a good form tackler. Yeah. He had like three tackle, three or four tackles in that, in the Maryland game where he stopped a, stopped a guy like two or three yards short on a third down or yeah. on a crucial down. So yeah. I'm glad that he, that he started mentioning him, give us a little bit more insight into what well, makes Steele. Yeah, that's why I asked about it. I'm going to write about that later in the week, but hopefully for Letterman Row, but I'm just – well, I hope no well, one else. Where yeah. else would you well, write it? You have, well, a, yeah, you have another I mean, blog well, once, that you're once not you ask the question, of course, exactly. I mean, <laughs> hey, I may do a piece for, uh, you know, uh, Vogue, but I digress. Yeah, ESPN you know. contract. Yeah, too, exactly. Huh? But, I mean, but that's what we're yeah, – that, That's what, this is what's so interesting about this team. I think it's exciting, actually. Yeah. This team is changing right before your eyes. And if you dwell on Minnesota or the Oregon game defensively and just let that bother you, you know, as a fan or an observer or a media member, you're missing the big picture. The big picture is changing right before your eyes. It's kind of like a kaleidoscope. And, and like, that, like Ryan Day even pointed out, they're still not settled exactly on who does what. Even Kerry Combs pointed out, so, you know, rightfully so, uh, some of these guys are more suited for this role than this role and stuff. Now the key is to keep finding out, honing that deal, and personnel groupings are really big into that. And that, that's why this off week is really huge for them when it comes, because they're, they're going to be going against a team in two weeks, whether Michael Penix Jr. is there or not, which sounds like he might not be for quarterback, but carved them up throwing the ball in the second half last year. It was one of the great, uh, one of the yeah. great uh, exhibitions ever in Ohio Stadium by an opposing team. And you know they know these big tests are coming for them in the last half of the uh, last half of the season. Not to mention the the three teams in the top ten they're going to be facing. Yeah, it's going to be a really fun second half of the season, as you can see. They're not trying to beat the off date. They're already getting ready for Indiana. Uh, three practices this week, then back to work on Sunday after a couple days off for Ohio State. Uh, that's the plan Ryan Day is trying to execute as the Buckeyes get ready to gear up to defend that Big Ten title for the fifth time. That's Tim May and Zach Carpenter. I'm Austin Ward. This has been the Practice Report. It is brought to you by Byers Auto. I will uh, spend more of the off day trying to tell the difference between some of the best teams in the country and get some facts better uh, when we regroup next week ahead of uh, full coverage of Ohio State and Indiana. Until then, have a great off day. I'll see you next week.